0: It's the Favorites presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. So use promo code FAVORITES and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. This football season must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1 800 NEXT STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1 800 9 WITH IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1 877 770 STOP in Louisiana. 1 877 8 HOPE. NY or text Hope NY 467369 in New York. Tennessee Red Line is 1-800-889-9789. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are heading into week 12. We are coming off a fantastic four and one winning week, winning across the board, making it back. Me and my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter.
1: Hello, Simon. Chad, what a fun bounce back week. Dude,
0: man, we went four and one. That felt great. We felt yeah. really confident. There are a couple of things that I'm really proud of us for. And before we get to all that, let me do some housekeeping here. Today is Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. As is tradition, we will not be posting a podcast on Thursday. It's the one day of the year we let Matt Mitchell out of the basement Again, for those of you listening live on AMP, we appreciate it. So today, we will do our foxhole. We will do our Simon Says. We will do our exec decision. We will do our scooch roulette. We will do our big balls bet of the week. We will do as much as we can of the money line round robin. We ask for patience. We ask for understanding because it's Tuesday. As you guys know, one of the keys to this show is that we make decisions on Tuesday that we reserve the right to change on Thursday and then reserve the right to change again on Sunday as lines move, <laughs> as lineups come out, as injuries happen, as as coaching, as player changes, QB changes happen. So take everything we're saying with the usual Tuesday grain of salt. They are liens. They are indicators. They are meant to give you signals as to which way we think the money is going to go and lines we might want to jump on now. Um but know that between now and Sunday, a whole fuckload can change. Uh, Simon, anything to add to that?
1: Yeah, I would say this year we've done pretty well. Uh, me and Chad will do this show. Our contest, I believe, opens midday Wednesday. Then Wednesday night, I'll put in. Our, I'll put our picks in from the Tuesday show. I feel like most weeks we only really change maybe one or two picks. So I feel like this year more than others, Tuesday, our we pretty much lock in and kind of know what we like. The only thing that really changes again, and we're getting injury updates. Like that's a big deal, especially if you get later into the season. So if anything, if we do change picks from Tuesday on Sunday, I would say 90% of the time it's going to be injury related.
0: I would say that I'm really proud of us because (laughs) the Falcons on Sunday got down to two and a half. In the contest, they were at three and a half. We love the Falcons at two and a half. You talked about it on convince me. We bet it at two and a half. We didn't like it at three and a half, but we didn't love the Bears enough at three and a half to make it a contest play. So we bet the Falcons two and a half, but we did not make it a contest play at three and a half. And right. I was really proud of us for the conversation we had about it on Sunday morning.
1: For you, that was probably one of your better weeks of picks. Like you were dead on. The Bengals, you love that one. You were dead on with the 49ers. Um, Chargers. Yeah, Chargers. Uh, it just sucks like the bad miss, obviously, was Houston, and like we both, you know, we had our question marks about it, but it's just rough. We're like, you know, a week that, you know, we went seven and two or eight and two on our picks. It was like, man, how did we let Houston sneak in there? Like we should have, should have fought it off. But it was again, it was just a week where I felt like the professionals took a lot of sides. Again, that that Dallas one, you know, that goes into that. I would say before midnight on Sunday, I started betting it. Basically, my goal is when I'm taking a stand like that. Again, It's there's only a couple of big bets all year. Uh, is to get as much money as I can down all week without bringing too much notice to either me or my runners. So start betting on Sunday, still betting it come Sunday morning. So just a really large wager. Again, it's why I can get good information. I can give good information back where, you know, again, I'm not making huge bets like that every weekend, but there's certain weeks, like immediately I saw that number. I knew it was going to be one of those bets. Just waiting for the information to check out. Again, we talked about the D-line. Versus the O line, that was a huge mismatch in that game. I just want to clarify that people ask me, like, "Hey, I would love to buy you a beer. I'm down to have a drink." If you see me a sports book, I'm not there to get a drink. I'm literally there to either make money or drop off money and then get out. So, had a couple questions about that. I love the fans. Again, me and Chad met a bunch of fans. Could have been cooler dudes. Everyone's been so nice. So, no, no negative experience for me with a fan yet. I'm glad you said all that. Speaking of
0: learning, the other thing that I was really proud of us about. On Sunday, you mentioned Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati this week. Took on Raybon. Took on Raybon. On convince me, (laughs) love the Steelers. I said we got to bet off because I love the Bengals. It was yeah. It was everything. Normally, the Steelers would be an automatic take. Three and a half. Tomlin rah rah at home.
1: Divisional dog.
0: Divisional dog, but it like situationally, I just felt like the Steelers. They played their hand. They did it the week before. The Bengals are a better team. My favorite conversation of the season was Sunday. We're talking about the last team that we want to take. We're talking about the Bengals. We're talking about the Niners. You didn't love those. They were big numbers. You didn't like being on those side. The wise guys were on the other sides. I love the Colts. You shed your biases. You let go of your emotion. You knew it was a big number. And we're like, let's put in the Colts. And I I, I was just so excited for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, that's one of those where it's trade information. Someone gave me that game and I was like, all right, I'll take your word for it. Like, you, you, like, again, I had the numbers where I thought that was game was closer to six, six and a half. So at the time, I didn't think there was great value where someone came back to me, like, no, this number should be three, two and a half. And I was like, holy shit. All right. You think there's three and a half points of value. So I think that was the first thing I said to you. And you were like, oh, okay. Like, I love that. Let's, let's put it in then. You had two really good picks. I should have bought in on them and got rid of the Houston, but that's that's how it goes. It's tough to go five and O as we as we see week in and week out. So back to 70% for the season. So feeling pretty good heading into week 12 with the bye week included. We got five weeks left, brother. Five yeah. weeks left of making picks. So I gotta make them count.
0: Make them count. Let's get rolling. Thursday is coming up. It's Thanksgiving. It's three games, a lot of games on the board. A huge, huge here it comes. Wait for it. Menu. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, gamblers. We're thankful for you. <laughs> no bye weeks. Bills, Lions. Uh, the Bills are on the road. They are nine and a half point favorites. I think you like the Bills in this game. And to me, I love the Lions.
1: <laughs> I bet road favorites on Thanksgiving. That's just what I do. Evan Amers is going to put out the trend. I believe it's 19-5 ATS. Since 2003 or 2004, just road favorites. Thanksgiving they pay out every year. I do the same thing. I mean, people are gonna catch on if you listen to this podcast every year. I bet the road favorites and I fade the Cowboys. It's been very profitable. The Cowboys just lay eggs on Thanksgiving. I believe they're one in ten in their last eleven ATS. Just a lot of trends I like to ride. Like going with the Bills here. I get where Chad's coming from. Right lines feel like they spark something here. Is it three straight wins they have now? Three straight um, wins.
0: And Simon, guess what? Guess what? Talk to me. We were huge fans of the Lions over s- five and a half or six and a half. Yeah, it got up to six and a half. got up to six and a half. We were huge fans of that before the season began. They're now at four wins for the year. <laughs> we thought that was a lost cause, right? Oh, yeah. So we thought it was over. I checked with Kerner, Sean Kerner. I checked with Nick Giffen. I checked with Billy Ward. I checked with all the analytics geniuses at the Action Network team. We've got a better than average shot of the Lions covering that six and a half win total for the year. The three that we loved were, were, we should tell people, the three we love, we love the Jets under five and a half. We're going to lose that. Although, who knows? Uh,
1: we, our reasoning, though everyone can say they agree that we were just trying to fade Zach Wilson. And we were fading looks, Zach Wilson.
0: Yeah, totally that was Zach fade Wilson. Zach Wilson. Uh, we love the Lions over, and we love the Bears under. I think we got a good chance at cashing two of those three. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Again, it's a lot of games left. A lot of games. Uh, anyways, your love for Detroit. I guess so. We won't have this one in. Oh, I guess
0: this won't be in the contest. Look, I feel like it's a big number. It's a road number. It's a short week. The Bills traveled back and forth. Uh, they finally got right, but they did not look good in that game uh, for most of the game. And um, the Lions at home are always a live dog. And you got to be up by, I think you have to be up by 17 points with two minutes left and have the ball with the Lions having no timeouts left for this for this side to be safe that's what i think yeah,
1: it's, it, my, my only thing is it's like the bills have had their stinker games and they still win them they're due for just a dominant performance i just expect josh allen in this prime time spot to kill this team again i thought it was really fishy this line was nine and a half i, I made this line seven so historically i think the value is on the lines i'm no fool here i know exactly what the sports are doing. they have the exact same trends we do The favorites on the road are very profitable to teams. They're the only road favorite this week. So I I just, again, have to take this number. It's, It's one of those trends I like to ride. All right, well, you and I are gonna agree to disagree. We're on the bus getting ready to broadcast the traditional Thanksgiving Day game. And John, as you think about all the people around the country sitting down to enjoy
0: Thanksgiving with their friends and their families, we indeed have a lot to be thankful for. To me, there's nothing better. There's just certain things that go together. You know, the turkey the family, the tradition, football, and we have it all today. The Giants on the road at the Cowboys. Cowboys, nine-point favorites in this game. Feels high. Feels really, really high. That feels like I kind of want to fade the Cowboys off of that massive win, which we all saw coming, and take the Giants after finally sort of regressing a little bit against these uh, Detroit Lions?
1: Yeah, I think the Giants looked like what most people expected them to be this year. Like Daniel Jones making stupid plays on third down, not taking the run when he should, forcing balls in there. Saquon having no no running room because the offensive line can't get him any holes or space to break out. Again, it's a miracle that this team has performed as well as they have this year, the Giants. They're just... Regression, we called for it. We've been calling for it. We expected it. They tried giving that way, that game away to the Texans. The Texans are just that bad. They couldn't take it. Detroit clearly is much better than we predicted. Again, all week that line was at three. The public was all over the Giants. And clearly, you know, a quarter into that game, you're like, okay, this is going to be one of those games the Lions are just going to dominate them. So in this position here, I, I I agree with you, Chad. I'm walking right into it with you with the Giants. It's like, you know, divisional game. I always fade the Cowboys I already know as me. of the Giants. The fact that the Cowboys just had arguably their best win of the year. I mean, they dominated on both sides of the ball in every way against that Vikings team. I think it's one of the worst losses the Vikings have ever had um, at home. Again, they could have found something here on Pollard. Like, he's, he's produced now four straight games, incredible games, and they're just using them really smart, this Dallas offense. Like, anytime Dak needs a big play – If it's not just a little dump off to him, it's a a big handoff. Um, It's a big deal. So not going to lie to you. Of all the three games, this is the one I have the least confidence in betting. But I feel like Chad just talked about it. It's like situationally, we have to take it. Just the number feels like it's grossly big just because of what happened. But I do think, honestly, I do think the public will end up being on this giant side. So um, as we sit here on Tuesday, I bet this side, but it's not going to be one of my bigger bets. Uh,
0: About 75% of the money. Uh, and the majority of the tickets are both on the Giants at yeah. this point. By the way, what's interesting is the Lions and uh, Lions tickets and money are just about evenly split. Lions bills.
1: Yeah, sounds about right. Makes I mean, sense. again, just we'll we'll see how that game shapes, shapes up by kickoff. But
0: look at you and me, a couple of wise guys. We can't agree on it. We're on different sides <laughs> of it. That's that's pretty much we're reflective of the public and the yeah. and the wise guys. That's what we are. we reflect society simon patriots at the vikings this one's interesting it's bouncing around plus three plus two and a half plus three plus two and a half money on the patriots yep tickets on the vikings
1: sharp call of the week this is one of the really smart group reached out to a couple different people telling them they're going to be on this one on sunday grab the three while you can There's still threes out there. So, again, they've moved the number at a couple of books, but you can still find a three out there if you shop around. So I'd grab that now. It's just going to be a professional play. Like, again, as soon as I saw this number, I liked it. Hearing a smart groups on it gave me more confidence. I kind of talked about the chat earlier. It's it's a classic defensive line versus all offensive line mismatch, which we saw last week with this Vikings team. There's just too many injuries. Again, Kirk, that game wasn't even on him last week. He had no time. Guys were just in his lap that entire game. I expect the exact same thing here. This New England team that I know people sleep on them. They have one of the better defenses in football, and they have the third highest graded D-line in football right now, in my opinion. So I'm looking at a team here that, you know, they played bad. Like, you think Belichick's going to let them get off that they won by a punt return last week? No, he's going to treat that as if it's a loss. He's going to be on their ass on a short week. I would love to take the Vikings in a bounce-back spot. They just don't have an offensive line. Kirk's going to have no time. Uh, Cook's going to have no holes to run through. Hate that matchup. Flip it to the other side. What did we just see? We saw Dallas is running all over this Vikings team. What does New England want to do? They want to run the ball with their two-headed monster, and that's how they're going to do in this game. So no-brainer, grab the plus three. Um, Hope that can convince Chad to take this one. I know he doesn't want to do it because it's the late-night one, but I feel like he'll come around on it where it's just a smart play. Again, if you're down three offensive linemen and you already have a bad offensive line, which the Vikings did, right? That's a big deal. Again, I I I'm we're sitting here on Tuesday. We just have to go off the information we have right now. This to me though just feels like it's gonna go down to two and a half. I just feel like more people are gonna bet this on the Patriots side, despite it is.
0: There's only one three out there right now.
1: Wow. So yeah, if you could get that, I would because again, I think it's gonna keep going. Cause again, it's it's just a smart, smart spot to take this Patriots team where I agree with people. The Vikings should bounce back. They got to drop a couple games, people. This is not a team that's going to go 12 and five on the season. The Vikings just aren't that good to me. They're a closer to a 11 and uh, 11 and seven, 10 and eight, 10 and seven. I should say like team. They're just, they're inflated because of their record. When you go through all those games, it was literally Kirk putting that team on his back and getting them these bunch of wins. They probably shouldn't have won. So they have a bunch of regression coming up. This is one of those games. I see them having regression in, um, I don't need the Patriots to win. We just need them to cover two and a half, cover the three. So I would grab that now if I could. Uh,
0: What did you think of earlier today? You and I were on Green Dot Daily at Action Network HQ. Follow it on Action Network YouTube in the Action Network app is where we talk about setting the betting agenda for the day every day at noon Eastern. I said my favorite bet for Thanksgiving was the Vikings first quarter minus one and a half.
1: It's fun. I mean, you gave out good reasons, right? Like, the Patriots haven't scored in the first quarter. You expect Minnesota, right, to come out with a good game script right or right and try to put up points. So, don't hate where you're coming from. My only My only knock on it is that minus one and a half, which is, like, you're kind of paying for the juice of what you just said. The Patriots have not performed well in the first quarter. You're betting a, a bounce-back spot here from Kirk. I just think full game, prime time Kirk. He's going to put his team in trouble eventually.
0: I agree with you. I will be playing the Patriots plus three, but – I am very much looking forward to just watching the first quarter and going to bed. Because in reality, in reality, yeah. like, like, I'm tired. By the end of the day, <laughs> I will have had a full day with my dad, his yeah. wife, my kids, <laughs> my son home from college, my seven-year-old niece, my stepbrother is going to be in town. I love them all, but it's going to be a lot. We will have been together for 36 hours by the time this game comes on the air. And like, I'll be ready for bed at nine o'clock.
1: And it just feels like this will probably be the only under I'll be on. I'll be on the other two overs. Um, this is just a classic. I'll just take this under and hold my nose. Uh, just two two offenses that seem like they're going to struggle in, a, in this matchup.
0: Finally, the Ravens visiting the Jaguars. I know you love this game. Jags are four-point dogs at home. 93% of the early money on the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Simon says... Oh, boy.
0: Oh, boy. When Simon
1: says do it, we do what Simon says. People must hate us so much. Oh, my goodness. But we have to do it. This is an inflated line. The public, they they have too much faith in this Ravens team that just has not been showing us that they deserve this much faith, right? They've struggled these last couple weeks ever since they're – Number one receiver went down. We've seen their issues with Mark Andrews, right? He's just not looked right. He's been banged up these last couple weeks. I just like the Jaguars. I feel like they're a team that's getting right, coming out of a bye week. This is a great spot for, you know, Doug. Hit a whole week with him. And, I mean, again, who knows what they worked on. But He had an interview uh, I saw two days ago where he talked about him and Lawrence got together. They worked on a lot of stuff. They talked about a bunch of stuff about what was good from the beginning of the year and what they can work on and what they can improve on. So again. To me, it feels like we're buying low on a Jaguars team that no, like you just said the numbers. No one's gonna be betting them, right? This is your classic pros versus Joes. Just like last week. Again, that Colts number made no sense to the public. They didn't get what was happening, why they were getting such a good deal and taking this Eagles team. Does the same thing here with this Ravens team? Seven and three, they've earned it. Like the three losses they've had this year. They were self-inflicted, right? They had the Bills. They gave that game away at the end there. They had Miami. They gave that game away. They had a lot of self-inflicted games. This just feels like a bad spot for this Ravens team. Like, they're just going up against a team that matches up very well for them on defense. They want to take away their run. That's what the Jaguars excel at. Now you're forcing the Ravens to pass. And we've seen how the Ravens just, the passing game just isn't there right now. So, a big number at four. Making them my Simon Says guy, just do, I think this will go to three and a half, three by Sunday at kickoff. Again, this is just going to be a professional game. They'll take this number every time. So if you can still grab the four now, at FanDuel will grab it before it moves.
0: I mean, what's interesting about this game, this team, is we've believed in the Jaguars so much. As much as we're an Atlanta Falcons podcast, we might be a Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> podcast. And they have let us down every so time. many times yeah. this year. You know, we have told ourselves we're, we're not betting the Jags anymore. And yet (laughs) here we are, we see ourselves in a position of betting the Jaguars. I'm with you. I agree. It's just, you know, it's the kind of thing that makes you puke after Thanksgiving.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, again, that's my job to be a professional better. It's just like, get over yourself like it's not the jaguars fault that i lost money that's my own damn fault i should have known better this feels like a good spot to take them so try not to blame the jaguars for my shortcomings
0: don't hate the player hate the game
1: (laughs) what you know about the game chad you've been out the game for a while get
0: more out of your holiday week with fanduel because new customers get 125 dollars in free bets guaranteed when you place your first five dollar bet on thursday my favorite bet is patriots plus three go grab it fanduel is also now live in maryland get in on the action now with great offers boosts and more just download the fanduel sportsbook app it's safe secure and super easy to use plus when you bet an nfl same game parlay from now through november 28th all customers can get up to 100 dollars in free bets win or lose best of all you get paid your winnings instantly So don't miss your chance to get $125 in free bets, win or lose, when you join FanDuel with promo code FAVORITES. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Tennessee Red Line is 1-800-889-9789. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Uh, (laughs) Buccaneers on the road at the Browns. Buccaneers off a bye. Browns getting blown out. Although I will say they got blown out late. Like they were in that game, and that they played well in that game.
1: Three and a half right now. Browns. Yeah, so basically they're all pro center, just got put on IR. So that's like a big deal for them and their run game. I want to take Cleveland. I really do. I feel like this is the right time to take them against a Buck team that. A little overvalued. Like in games they the games they get the one against the Rams, the Rams kind of gave that game away to them. The game they won against the Seahawks, that was kind of Gino reverting back to himself. Again, they were losing big in that game and Gino came all the way back. He put up a fight. He just couldn't get there, right? He didn't have enough time. So to me, unless you have a huge, huge letdown spot from Brissett, yeah, this could burn us. Again, he's not been good this year, Brissett. The Cleveland, they have a bad record. They are a bad team. So if we had to pick between the two evils to put in one between the Jaguars and Cleveland, we'll, we'll pick one of them. There's no chance. Both of these are going in the contest. So I can no. tell you that much. Yeah. It's gotta be one of the, the things.
0: If you want to get, if you want to get the hook and you like the Browns, get it now. Cause it's a three and
1: a half. I think it's going to keep going up though, honestly. Cause that's th- yeah, just cause it's a big, it's a big injury to the offensive line. Like that, that's a big deal. Um, we know that team, they need to, they need to get the ball running to really get things going. So uh yeah, interesting number I'll be watching, but don't rush. You don't have to rush to grab that three and a half.
0: All right. Well, I may have done that already. Um, <laughs> so, bad on me. The Chicago Bears are visiting the New York football Jets. We don't know a lot right now. To me, like this is a wait and see, don't rush. Justin Field dislocated left shoulder, non-throwing shoulder even if by some miracle he does play. And I would say bears for God's sakes. He's proven how good he is. You've proven what you can do with him offensively. You know what the game plan should be next year. He's got a dislocated left shoulder. That's going to take six weeks to heal. Shut him the fuck down. Like get as high a pick as you can get, get that offensive lineman you need. Start thinking about what you need to support the defense. Like, Let's not jeopardize the next decade to play the New York fucking Jets. We don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. So I don't know why anyone's betting this game at
1: this point. Because people like me, like I'm all over the Jets. Love the Jets. Could give two shits who the Jets quarterback is. You're literally just playing the spot situationally. The Bears. What makes them work? Justin Fields. Guess what's broken? Justin Fields. It's that simple. It's like okay, a banged up Justin Fields. I love it. He's gritty. He's tough. He's going to try to play. The Jets have one of the best defenses in the football. Like They're going to beat the shit up. If he does play, I think pretty quick, I don't think he's going to think it's going to be worth it. Like I, I think he's going to get banged up here if he tries to force himself into this game. So, Give me anyone but Zach Wilson. That would make my day if we found out. Again, Flacco, as much as I love to bury the guy, he can run the system. He's got the balls to get the ball downfield. Zach looks scared. Like Zach, we all know he has the talent. It's all mental. We've seen it time and time again. That's what most of football is here in the quarterback position. Like, these guys all have talent. Once they get broken mentally, that's it. Again, Baker Mayfield, you could you can throw on his film from his rookie year. He looks like a completely different quarterback. He had confidence. He had balls. He would go downfield. Now he's terrified. Anytime he does go downfield, it's a force into two guys. It's just bad reads. So – Man, I get where you're coming from, where it's like, this is just so gross, I don't even want to touch it right now. And There's so much unknowns. But I'm just going to grab it just in case Fields is out. Like, that's a big – that's going to move this number. Like, this could jump up to six. So, I'll grab the four. I'll grab the four and a half now in the Jets. And if, if Justin plays, great. If not, that's okay, too. To me, the big deal is we want to see who the quarterback is for this Jets team because I don't like the juju right now with that team. Like, you can tell Zach Wilson – A lot of ex-players talking about him, you know, in that conference, not owning up to playing shitty and having a bad game. That's a bad look, like really bad look. So to me, that's a big deal. It's a really bad look. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised at the reaction
0: it's gotten. There's been a lot of memes going around comparing Josh Allen to Zach Wilson, how Josh Allen will, like, after a game when he plays badly, will sit there – and just bad mouth himself. Like he is the worst <laughs> person in the world. Right. Or there's a story going around that Justin Fields in the locker room after the game against Atlanta stood up and said to his defense, I apologize. This is on me. You gave us chances to win. We didn't take advantage of them. And then you got Zach Wilson just being like, nah, I'm no. good.
1: Yeah. No, such douchey. a such a bad look. Kind of douchey. You would be too if you looked like him.
0: I mean, he is a good looking guy. Yeah, the Bengals are <laughs> on the road at the Titans. I loved the Bengals last week, even against the good Steelers defense. Joe Burrow, you know, it's getting into the point where he's through the rust of not having played much during the early part during preseason um, and not done much during the off season. This team is just getting better. DJ Reader is back. I think that's a big deal. What scares me. And I think I like the 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 Bengals here. What scares me is that the Titans continue to cover for reasons that are unknown because they're not that good of a team.
1: Big balls bet of the week: Cincinnati Bengals.
0: So let me ask something. <laughs> I agree, but why is that a big balls bet of the week? Like taking you the Bengals? You just fucking and- said it,
1: dude. The the Titans haven't they've covered in like eight straight weeks. Vrabel is an underdog. We all know the numbers. This is this is going to be a spot chat I feel like we're going to be kind of alone on. Like, maybe a couple pros will bet it with us, but Joe Public will be on the Titans. They'll tease the Titans up to eight or seven and a half. Like, they're they're going to love this number this week. Um, to me, the biggest advantage is the Titans' only weakness is they can be passed on. And lucky for us, I, well, I shouldn't say lucky, but it seems like Joe Mixon is going to be out. Samaji Pete Ryan's are receiving back. We saw last week how dominant he was catching the ball out of the backfield. That's what the Bengals identity will be against Tennessee. That's how they're going to beat them is passing the ball moving it through the air. So giving me this number under three, I honestly think it's a gift. Um, again, we saw these two teams playing the playoffs last year. I, I think the Titans sacked them like 10 times. I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah. Uh, and, they, and they still lost that game. This Bengals O-line is much improved. Um, this should be a good matchup for this Bengals team. So – just based off the regression we expect from Tennessee here, they should drop this game. But not only that, I think like they're sucking the public in a little bit. So it's not surprising to see the money and the tickets coming in early on Tennessee. Um, again, two and a half, two, one and a half. As long as you get under three, I would take this Bengals number.
0: Hmm. I was leaning to that as my executive decision, and you just stepped on me.
1: Well, do it. We all go with different big balls.
0: No, I'll find an exact decision. I'm Let's just trying to give
1: the people winners, Chad. That's that's what I try to do here.
0: Yeah, like I did last week with Cincinnati as our big balls and the Chargers in my scooch roulette. Don't talk so to me good. about winners.
1: <laughs> You're on a heater.
0: Heater. If you look in the app right now, for the last 30 days, I am fucking crushing it. <laughs> I found a fucking groove. All right, the Texans are 13-point underdogs at Miami. I mean, look. We don't want
1: to. <laughs> yeah, no, We're people are gonna be go- so mad at us. But what can we do? We have to. We what have are we to supposed to do? Me. I know. I hate it. What are we so, supposed to do? I. I won't. I will not. I promise you, I will not hit up chat on Sunday. I will not say we have to put this one in. But I will be betting Houston. Um, they. It's. It's bad. Houston is bad in every way. They are bad. It's. It is not fun. Again, when we're down 14-0 in the first quarter, that's why I'll text Chad and say, thank God we didn't put this in our five because it's just – Oh, God. They're just bad. So, yeah, I'll bet it with the four other people. Um, It's miserable existence. It'll be one of my smaller bets. It's definitely going to win because no one's going to be betting it. And that's just how it goes. But Miami's good. They can move the ball. They're all healthy right now. Two is healthy. I get it. If you want to take Miami as a big favorite here, um, I just, I feel like this line's probably three points higher than it should be. So I'll just, just I'll take Houston.
0: I would say uh, nobody should take Miami. It's either a bet Houston or don't bet it at all. But don't be the person who's betting Miami. That's what like Darren Ravel is going to bet Miami.
1: And I can't fault them though. Like the Houston, I said it last week. I didn't get why the pros were making this when their bigger bets where Houston. They're taking a risk. Houston's going to be the worst team in football? Like they really are that bad. Where they could have quit on Lovey at this point. And again, it's not that I think they've quit on Lovey. I think the league has just figured out Davis Mills. Like you watch him against these defenses now, he's forever uncomfortable. He doesn't like throwing to his left, so they just shade everything to his right, and it makes him uncomfortable. So. Um, that might be the major issue here where he's just so bad and they have no other option. Good for them, right? They're going to tank this year. They're going to get a great quarterback in this draft, but for this year, oh, man, it's hard putting money behind this kid at QB where he just he's regressed every week since that week one game against the Colts. He just has not produced this year.
0: Should we make this our foxhole?
1: Fuck no. No. Stay away.
0: Tell me how you really feel about it.
1: <laughs> Again, I feel like we have to bet it, but People were, like, yelling at us about the Houston pick, and I got it. Like, that sucked. That was horrible. So, I, I get where they're coming from.
0: All right. Well, uh, no one else is going to do it except for us. That, by definition, puts us in the foxhole.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Just saying. And, like, I, 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 like, there's a lot of games coming up. I feel mediocre about most of them. Um, so I'm Yeah, it's sure tough we'll, on Tuesday. It's tough on Tuesday. I'm not sure we'll find a game – that is a more obvious foxhole game eh. than the Texans. In fact, I feel like we're doing a disservice to the definition and who we are as a podcast and who we are as betters if we don't make the Texans
1: our foxhole. I mean, Jesus Christ, you're taking that big of a stand. Yeah, we can we can make it our foxhole if you feel that strongly. I feel strongly. Oh God.
0: <laughs> Look, this is what we do. We're we're betting the Jags. You just said Simon says is Jags plus four. I mean, no come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is what we shown, do. They've shown a little life when you poke them with a stick. Right now we're poking him with a stick and we get nothing.
0: We bet Davis Mills. He's a backdoor cover, almost cover, get close machine. <laughs> he is the guy who tempts you late in the game. And we will be tempted when they're down 20. And there's no reason for Miami to play defense anymore. And Davis Mills keeps going Falcons on the road at the commanders I'm seeing some four and a halfs out there
1: yeah. yeah peak commanders this is the peak of the commanders they're getting four and a half uh, maybe that's because Chase is coming back right that's a big upgrade to their D line but man this is crazy to think that I mean they're still in fourth place in the NFC East they've turned it around again Heineke's coming he's played well He's made big throws. Their offense is clicking. Their defense has been playing well, right? Even in that Eagles game, they were giving up yards, but they are tough, fought hard yards. And, again, they were going after the ball. They stripped the Eagles on three different plays. So, to me, Washington might be stepping in front of the train right now, but I feel like Chad's going to talk about it. Like four and a half, four, it's a lot of points for a Washington team that, You know, they play teams close, and Atlanta loves close games. All year, they've played close games. They give teams their best shots, especially with that run game. They just ball control, slow the game down. So
0: E.D., and I don't mean the kind that needs Viagra. Executive (laughs) decision. A choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. Come on. Are you telling me Taylor Heineke should be a four or four and a half point favorite over anybody right now? Like he is a wild card, great backup team rallies. It's impressive what he's been doing. Beating the Eagles was impressive. A lot of luck beating the Texans was impressive. We thought the Texans would cover, but the Falcons are a great match for this Washington team. Strength on strength. Right, They are going to run the ball. And the Washington Commanders, they're going to try to stop the run and they're good at that. But this is about controlling the clock. It's about the Falcons being very good in close games. Eight of 11 games this year, one score or less. Seven of those games, four points or less. That's why the hook is so important here. This is a team that just plays close games, whether they win or they lose. They just play very close games. They don't make mistakes. That's what you're betting beyond anything else. You're betting the situation and you're betting the matchup.
1: And a couple people people are going to say that Atlanta struggled on the road this year, which is fair criticism they have. If you look at the data this year, they have definitely struggled on the road. There's no home field advantage here with Washington. So I kind of throw that one out in this position.
0: Denver Broncos. Oh God. They're two and a half point favorites at Carolina. That's how bad Carolina is that the Broncos are two and a half point favorites on the road. And this Broncos team is just dreadful. This is an auto play on the under for sure. Um, But uh, what do we think of the side here?
1: I immediately regretted spending any time on this game, working the numbers, trying to figure this game out. It was truly pointless, where it's like, I don't know what I'm getting from either quarterback. I know exactly what I'm getting from both defenses. Chad just nailed it. I'll just take the under and pass on this game. Like yeah, I, I might want to take Carolina, because who the hell is Denver to be catching points right now? They got nothing working. Um, Just an absolute train wreck of a season. It's a real shame Chad didn't listen to his co-host all summer talking about how bad... Russell Wilson is. Did I ever imagine to be this bad? No, this is crazy. It is crazy how bad he is, and it, the whole the whole situation is so crazy. I, I just can't believe they gave him that contract. Um, just feels so terrible for Denver fans. So, yeah, would love to take Panthers here. Maybe I will if it's Sam Darnold at quarterback, but Baker Mayfield can't do it. Can't do it. So I'll just take the under.
0: So, um, we have a stat. Evan Abrams put it out, I believe. Our our Crack research lead. The total in this game is thirty-five. Wow! I think it's one of the lowest totals in the past twenty years. I'd still play the. I'd still play the under.
1: Yeah, I mean the lowest total in college football was. Um, I think it was the same thing. It was like thirty-three or thirty-four. It went under. So, (laughs) I mean, the clearly it's. Sometimes you really can't go low enough. Um, yeah, it won't be fun taking this under, but. I just have no faith in either of these offenses where both defenses are just really supreme.
0: The Raiders and the Broncos went to overtime, tied at 16. (laughs) Yeah. They just can't score Denver, and they keep everyone from scoring. Speaking of the Raiders, uh, they're on the road. They're three and a half point underdogs at
1: Seattle. No brainer. Take take Seattle here every time. Raiders coming off a big overtime divisional win. Now going on the road, back-to-back road games. What a gift for the Seahawks, which we love. We love the Seahawks team. Great fun story. Only fear is Gino turning back into a pumpkin. He's had a week now, thinking about how great his start of the year has been. A little scary, but I'll take this number every time. These are just one team's a bottom dweller. They've been bad all season. They had bad coaching. The other team has really, again, shown all of us how dead wrong we were coming into the season with a Seahawks team. Pete Carroll is a way better coach than we gave him credit for, right? He's a great motivator of men. Gino has played outstandingly. The running game is working for the Seahawks right now. That's the Raiders' biggest weakness is they really cannot stop the run. So in this position, we know exactly what the Seahawks are going to do. Again, Raiders are desperate. I get where people are going to say, like, this game, this is going to be a lot for them because this really is their season. If they can somehow pull this one off, maybe get some more momentum, they can maybe make the playoffs. I just don't see it. Like, they just seem like an immature team. That team has so many issues. Again, we heard all about all the fighting and everything like that. Great win. Great win against Denver. This is a completely different breed here. Like, the Seahawks have played well all season, they had one bad half against Tampa. I'm not going to let them throw me off that. I'm going to keep riding this Seahawks team. So I like this number.
0: And getting under four, I think, is important because that four is becoming more and more of a key. Agree. Uh, Speaking of four, it looks like the San uh, San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers are on the road visiting the Arizona Cardinals as uh, short road favorites.
1: Every fiber in my body is screaming, you take Arizona here. I can't do it. I just cannot do it. That was embarrassing what they did in Mexico. Even if Kyler comes back, it feels like this team is lost. The locker room is lost. Bad. Just bad, bad, bad. And I just want to fade it because it's Chargers as a favorite. Me and Chad, we love taking the Chargers as a big dog because they always will yeah. lose by three. But we hate taking them as big favorites. So, I, Again, this is one of those I wish we could have talk about later in the week. And I'd have more information on this game, but Sitting here Tuesday, I'll go chalk, and i take it with the Chargers, but it just doesn't feel great because it's just a bad position to be in.
0: This is not a game that the Chargers as favorites is a bad spot. The Cardinals off a huge loss in prime time, you're automatically getting a point and a half of value here. It's really about what is your tolerance for betting on Cliff Kingsbury, betting (laughs) on Kyler Murray, assuming that he's back. Will this team be that much better? they are a mess. So you just got to really be comfortable playing a number because that's what you're doing here. Like, I I wouldn't bet the Chargers in this spot, even though we kind of, even though, like, it's disgusting because the Cardinals are the team where the value is.
1: Yeah. And again, it's just, luckily for us, there's 15 other games this week. So it's just not one of those I'm going to spend that much time on.
0: Well, there's only four games left to talk about. We have given away our foxhole. Our, which is the Texans plus 13, our Simon Says, Jacks plus four, our exact decision, Atlanta plus four and, a half, four and a half. Big ball, Cincy minus one and a half. The Rams are on the road as massive, massive underdogs against the Kansas City Chiefs, two touchdown underdogs.
1: What are we supposed to do here? I, I have no idea what Stafford's going to be playing or not, so no Stafford, no Cup. I guess I'll go Chiefs, but... Me, me and Chad I talk all the time. We usually we like to fade. Mahomes is a big favorite, so I know the pros will probably be on the Rams. But I have the, the chalk. I'll, I'll go with a here, but no real feel for this game.
0: No, we're going with the Rams. <laughs> we're not. We're not putting in the contest. But if we're taking a stand right now, we're going with the Rams. I, I gotta say, I
1: gotta. The say. The public does win though, Chad. You are aware of that, right?
0: Yeah, but not as often as the wise guys. And... <laughs> yeah, but I'm
1: saying this is a 40 percent spot. It feels like.
0: All right. Well, I'm just saying that the last two picks, we have been letting the perception uh, of the bad team get in the way of making the right decision.
1: I disagree. This is this is the problem with Chad, PB. This guy gets a little bit of power, a little bit of winning. He turns into a fucking monster. This is why I have to keep him locked down, keep him humble, because this is what happens. <laughs> Get a live. I taste. have been
0: saying the same thing since before you were fucking born, youngster.
1: <laughs> Is that so?
0: Yeah, that's so.
1: Yeah. How dare you? Look,
0: we don't have to put him in the contest. We don't have to make him one of our There's other no bets. No
1: chance. I'm not betting the Rams. I'm not putting I'm not asking people to put their good money on the Rams.
0: Okay. Well, I will. I'm gonna tell you to put your money on the Rams. <laughs> I'm not afraid of that. Uh <laughs> the Saints also massive underdogs visiting the Niners. I loved the Niners last night. Uh, I felt very strongly about it. I feel less strong now just because I think the Delta, like the value is gone, you know, because of how well they played. I think we we, we were riding the leading edge into the Niners and the Saints,
1: you know. <laughs> yeah. No, they're bad. Yeah. Uh, again, situationally I feel like you'll agree though this is kind of where you take the Saints like of course you do the the 49ers that was an incredible game it's more about me looking at them and thinking okay they're now going to be talked about all week they'll be the most bet team for Super Bowl no doubt all week like people are just going to be putting money on them because the hype is real Um, because again Jimmy earned it like that was his best game of the season and again people were like "Well, you said Jimmy's been playing bad this year but the numbers bear out otherwise it's I was more about looking at their schedule. Um, Look at who they played defensively. And then you add in that he has Debo, Kittle, Ayuk. And again, before even the fact that McCaffrey got there, they were still a good running team. So that was my disappointment where it's like, this guy has all the talent around him. This team should be scoring more. They should be doing more when they really weren't. Again, that was the perfect game. Like running the ball, passing, it was all clicking. We all know the NFL doesn't work that way. It's so week to week. There's just highs and lows. It's all about the matchups as well. So for me, the Saints, you expect them to get a little bit more healthy here. And in a matchup where we already know the public's going to come in really heavy on this 49ers team. They'll be in every 10 team, I mean three team, 10-point parlay. Like that's that's gonna be the move this week is taking big favorites like this. So there's gonna be a couple upsets along the way. And this is one of these I have marked as an upset. Um Saints Again, it's going to take a lot from the win outright, but that's what you expect in these kind of games where everything broke right these last couple of weeks for the 49ers. You expect things not to really work and be so smooth in this in these upcoming games. And this is one of those games where, again, the Saints, they've been bad this year, but we've seen Andy kind of figure it out. So it's not a primetime game. It is 425. I guess you could say it's a little bit of primetime, but as long as it's not a Thursday night, Monday night, or Sunday night game, I'm going to back Andy Dalton, uh, and I like him in this spot. I would say, should we be thinking about this for Foxhole instead of Texans? There you go. Foxhole. We're in the Foxhole.
0: Let's climb down
1: into the Foxhole. I would much, much, much would uh, appreciate that much more.
0: All right. So let's do that. Let's do Saints plus nine and a half for the Foxhole. Because if you look at the, like, one of these things is not like the other. If you're talking about the games that are double-digit or near double-digit favorites, and dogs yeah. the saints are much better than the texans they're much better than the rams
1: yeah and again with houston it feels like that's a bet I mean you're making because we know we're getting value on the line and we know that only five other people are betting that and that tends to be good for the books where the ram scares me because i feel like that's a huge number like i kind of want to take the rams because what you just said that's such a huge number the chiefs really don't blow teams out like that and that's going to be a backdoor open all game where the saints here it just feels like we're getting two points of free value just because of that last game. Like that big blowout in a primetime game, that was so dominant. We have to take the free points here with the Saints. Um, hopefully it gets a 10. Like I've seen a couple of books get close, but then you look and there's a couple of books at nine. So yeah. I'd grab the nine and a half just to be safe in case it does drop down to nine.
0: Packers uh, on the road at the Eagles, seven-point underdogs right now.
1: Didn't really know what to much to do with this game. Like part of me wants to just take Green Bay blindly because we know that Green Bay wants to run the ball and we know the Eagles have struggled against the run. Um, Eagles seem like they're going through it right now because that injury to Goddard, that was a big deal on offense. They had yeah. multiple times the tight ends either had drops or made bad penalties that slowed down that offense. We've seen it on defense, the Jordan Davis injury. They brought in two guys who actually played well at the D tackle position. But man, that that's that's a lot to ask, picking two guys off the street now to come and stop Aaron Jones um and AJ Dillon. Again, that's that's what Green Bay wants to do. So as an Eagles fan, I'm hoping they're cooked. Like Green Bay is just done for this season. They're gonna quit on the season now, that they're they're they'll kind of give up here. But I just can't see it. This Green Bay team, they 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 stick in most of these games. And the reason they've been bad to the public is they've been favored most weeks we've kind of been taking them here every now and then as a dog and it's been working out for us, Chad. So in the back of my mind, I'm looking at this number and I'm saying, okay, seven, that's a fair number, but I lean towards the green Bay in this position just because again, I think the Eagles got issues right now with the injuries on offense and defense.
0: Yeah. uh, I think they were a little bit better against the Colts. They found a way, obviously they added the two defensive linemen. I think the defensive linemen with another week of practice, uh get a little more comfortable they're a little more effective packers are not a great running team so uh it matches up well for them because the eagles defensive backfield is really good and so i like the matchup here i don't have a lean cuz i think it's priced about right
1: Yeah, like it's not a con- it's not a contest play for me it just seems like what the number should be for a primetime game like yeah. they already know the public end of the night They'll either have the Eagles money line, they'll have them in a teaser. They'll just take the seven. So yeah. to me, that that seems like a fair number for this game.
0: Last game on the board, the Steelers on the road at the Colts, Monday night football. Jeff Saturday getting interviewed by all his old colleagues at ESPN as a two and a half point home favorite against the Pittsburgh Steelers in that great defense. I don't have a strong opinion. I think I probably lean Steelers, but not Steelers in a contest kind of way. Just sort of coaching matchup defense matchup.
1: Yeah. Another prime time under like a game. I'll just probably just take the under let it, let it it play out the way it will. But I don't know, just a funky number. Like I wanted to take Pittsburgh at plus three. The fact now that's down to two and a half is no surprise. Like the, the, the sharps came in, they took the three as well. Um, but now is the value shifted to the Colts? Like, should we backing the Colts team that clearly they play better at home? Again, they, they took the Eagles the whole game to beat them. They took the chiefs down all the way. So again, Matt Ryan's clearly a different, different player for this team. Like, so we had to throw out those couple games that he didn't start. That might be factored into this line here. Like this game probably should be closer to three minus three and a half where the Colts are most likely the better team. But just hard to get behind them um at three but at two and a half it makes me want to take the Colts but if you can still find three I go Pittsburgh right you got J.J. Watt back you got Fitzpatrick back at defense embarrassing loss at home you expect Tomlin to get the boys right get them bounce back in this position where I don't know how Saturday I don't know how Saturday is going to deal with a loss right this is the first time he's lost as a head coach I know exactly how Tomlin responds after losses so just knowing the history and exactly what I'm going to get from the the Pittsburgh team, I'll just take the three. If I can't get the three, I guess I'll just pass on it and go with the under.
0: I think that's the right call, Simon. I think you talked yourself into making a good, good decision there. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. We've gone through every game. Our foxhole is Saints plus nine and a half. Simon says Jags plus four. Exact decision, Atlanta plus four and a half. Big balls, Cincy minus one and a half. The leans... We have right now, Simon, tell me if I forget anything. Jags plus four, Jets minus four and a half, Cincy minus one and a half, Atlanta plus four and a half, Seattle minus three and a half, Saints plus nine and a half. Those are the leans for our contest if we decide not to take a bye. So far, we reserve the right to change it. Reminder, Simon and I uh, do the show Convince Me Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. at Action Network HQ, watching the Action Network app, watch it on YouTube. After the show is over, I call Simon. We talk about what we've learned from the previous few days and decide what games we're going to put in for the contest. So, this is where we lean. Things could change. We owe a scoot roulette. We own a money line round robin.
1: When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play scooch roulette.
0: Scooch roulette. We both won last week.
1: So you won and I won. So you'd be up to um, eight wins and I'm up to nine wins.
0: Okay. So go first.
1: And oh yeah, by, by the way, I guess it was like our social media team tagged us and uh, Stuckey's uh, like six pack show. Like we both yeah. had like good weeks. So I didn't know you would go through and you write little comments when you put our fave fives in there. Yeah. Uh which cracked me up just hearing Chad's view of like, I don't know. You just put things in there that I just wouldn't put like uh it just cracks me up. But you're the best, Chad. I like to relay our conversation. Yeah, you just put like something like Simon's a fan of the Eagles, so this is a hard pick for him to make on the Colts where it's like couldn't be further from the truth. I could care less about That's what you
0: said. That was our conversation.
1: I just yeah, I said as an Eagles fan, I hate to have to do this, but that doesn't really matter. Like I, I never don't make a bet because of the Eagles. Just don't people don't freak out about that. Me and Chad, we're just talking. Nothing nothing too serious there. Uh we're just
0: we're just a couple of guys.
1: Screw roulette. Fuck man. This is tough to do on Tuesday. My favorite bet. It's fucking brutal. Fuck, I can't do the Jaguars because I, I I can't let them do that to me. Oh God, I want to so bad, Like, give me, um, can I get plus three on the Patriots? Sure. All right. Give me Patriots.
0: All right. Pat. Thank you, Chad. Plus three. I'm taking, um, oh God, this is tough. I'm taking, yeah. uh, Jesus Christ. I can't believe it's coming down to me for Cincy or the saints. <laughs> I'm taking Cincy minus one and a half.
1: Oh, shit. It's
0: fucking terrible, right? Let's go. That's terrible. For the round robin, money line round robin. <laughs> it's fucking awful.
1: Uh, all right. Fuck. Money line round robin. Start off with the Patriots. You get a little Thursday night beginner. Oh man, fuck! Cause I like these teams on the spread, but it's hard seeing them win. But we got to do it. Uh, Jaguars, number two, our favorite big dog of the week. Give us the Saints money line. I'll take some of the. I'll help bump the number up. I mean, Atlanta. Chad's right. Like again, it's it's a kind of game where I, I it's tough to pick it because we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. But the Chargers are just one of those teams that they just seem like they can't win these games. So uh, if Chad's be all right with that, I would take Arizona yeah. there. Um, How are we not taking Atlanta? Atlanta's a good one. I was gonna, I was in between them or Pittsburgh as I sit here. You like that more than Pittsburgh? Uh,
0: well, I like Atlanta because it'll just boost the boost the number a little bit. All right,
1: let's throw out. Let's throw out them. Um, should we throw out? Let's throw out Arizona though. Throw out Arizona we'll put Pittsburgh, Atlanta in Atlanta. for you. And I'll I'll throw Pittsburgh in for me. All right. All right.
0: Pats, Jags, Saints, Pittsburgh, Atlanta. That is our money line, round robin, parlay. Last week we were right about the Lions and the Chargers. All right. I think we've done all we can do here, right? If I missed anything.
1: A yeah, long long one.
0: Yeah, well, listen. We got it. it's basically two shows in one. So what I would say is thanks to everyone who listened on AMP. Thank you to Matt Mitchell, our producer extraordinaire. Uh, I want to say, for, say
1: our, our favorite fives one more time.
0: All right. I want to, I want to reminder. He's telling us to remind everybody on our fave five leans. Jags plus four. Jets minus four and a half. Cincy minus one and a half. Atlanta plus four and a half. Seattle minus three and a half. Saints Plus nine and a half. All right. For Matt Mitchell, for Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. Download from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are so thankful for our listeners. We are thankful for the people who are listening on AMP. We are thankful for the people who are downloading the podcast. We are thankful for our partners at The Volume. We are thankful for Matt Mitchell. I am thankful for Simon. Simon is thankful for me. Matt Mitchell is thankful for both of us. Until next time, love you.